Welcome to one more edition of Politics and Radha McBerto. Will is your host. Today, we are honored to have Mary Rickles. Mary Rickles is the Director of Communications and uh, Politics for Netroots Nation, the largest annual conference for progressives in America. Mary will discuss her path to her progressive philosophy as well as the goals of Netroots Nation. Welcome to Politics Done Right. Mary, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Happy to be here with you today. Look, I, I'm I'm great to have you here. I tell you, I was on the uh, Netroots uh, Nation app, and I saw an interview that you did with uh, the community is critical uh, with Lila Nordstrom and Kelly Therese, and it was like, wow, you were exactly the type of person that I wanted to talk to, especially with the work that I'm doing, uh, claiming that we can actually make people change from one way to the other. But anyhow, first of all, tell us a little bit about who is Mary Rickles. Well, I am um, an organizer at heart. Um, I grew up in the South um, in Alabama, and I now live in the Bay Area um, with my husband and my five-year-old son. Um, so uh, I've been involved with Netroots in some way, um, actually, since the very beginning. This will be our 18th yes conference. Um, so I've been involved as part of the team in, in some way or, or another um, since then. You know, what's interesting, right? And, and one of the things that I said when I when I listened to that podcast that I really wanted to talk to you is that you told me you grew up a conservative Republican family, the, the whole works. And you know, after getting out of uh, I, I, getting out, going to college and experiencing more of the world, it suddenly changed your thought process, the way you the, the way you think. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, and uh, as many people are there, uh, grew up very conservative. My parents, um, you know, were staunch Republicans. My dad still is. Um, and, you know, as the youngest of four kids, like I just grew up thinking my parents were right. Um, and, you know, listening a lot to a lot of Fox News and Rush Limbaugh on the way to school and things like that. And um, I remember a conversation that my brother and I had um, right around the time the first Gulf War was happening. And my brother was like, I don't agree with dad on this issue. And I was like, me either. Um, and so my brother and I would have these conversations about, hey, what do you think about, you know, this political issue or or what's happening in the world here? And like, my brother and I would have these little side conversations. And a lot of times we were like, that's not really what mom and dad you know, say, or, or what, you know, we're hearing on the news all the time. And so I just started reading a lot and, and listening to other sources of news. And really around the time that I went to college, um, I just kind of started working on critical thinking and trying to take in information from as many sources as possible. And, um, you know, I, I grew up in a in a community in a family that was very rooted in the Baptist church. And in particular, like I found myself challenging like those beliefs around equality and humanity and, and things like that. And um, and just kind of at some point in college realized that I wanted to be on the side of of justice and I wanted to be on the side of uh of people who are fighting to make the world better 
for everyone, regardless of what religion you are, or regardless of what, you know, background you are, or color your skin is, or anything like that, um, that I just wanted to, to be more on the side of that than, um, than, you know, always fighting over, you know, what conservatives are supposed to think like, um, so, I mean, I still have my roots in the South. I, I love my family and I'm close with them, but you know, it, it's, it's a challenge sometimes when I go home because I I'll run into, you know, friends and they're like, Oh, well, you're, you're a Democrat now <laughs> and, and things <laughs> like that. And I'm like, no, I'm just progressive. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm for this issue or I'm, you know, against this issue. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a weird position to be in when you all of a sudden realize that like all the things you heard growing up didn't, you know, doesn't jive with what, where you are now and how you've grown into a person. But I've actually found that a lot of people I grew up with um, and quite a few people in my family have actually gone through a similar journey where, you know, there, there's like a small, very progressive, you know, minority in, in a lot of States, even the reddest of areas. You know, let me let me tell you what's interesting. You have your mother and your father and your father, very conservatives and, and conservative. And what you said is when you went out there, you started to read, you expand. What you really did is you expanded your horizons. You got outside of your comfort box. And what that tells me, however, is having the parents that you had as conservatives, conservative as they were, that that really didn't stop you. I mean, it, it tells me you had great parents, okay? And as much as uh, your parents are conservatives, it gave you the latitude to go out there and explore. They may not want to go exploring with you, but at least you had the latitude to go explore. So don't you think that you represent a large percentage of the population that can actually change? And whereas, you know, many of, many of the folks, let's say in the progressive intelligentsia would act would believe that uh, maybe we should just leave folks that are conservative alone. Let's just forget about your dad. Let's just forget about, you know, all those family members that are conservative. That's not the, that's not what I share. I share the idea of leaving the door open with a platform for people to land on. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I think, I think you can almost always find common ground with people. Um, I mean, my dad actually was a huge Trump supporter and like, I still, when I go home, my dad and I will get into conversations and I try, I try to leave political words out of it. We'll have conversations that are more values based about, you know, what the workforce should look like and, you know, how working moms are supported and just all kinds of different issues. And a lot of times I'll find my dad agreeing with me as long as I don't put the super, pol you know, politicized words into it. Right. Um, you know, my dad, I, he, he grew up listening to conservative radio and that's like, that's all he intakes. So like, I don't fault him too much for, you know, for having that perspective. That's, that's literally like what he's constantly exposed to. And, um, you know, I think by and large, most people in this country want to find middle ground with people. Um, you know, people don't want to walk around just being angry all the time. Um, so I always try to just lead with with empathy and with values first, and also just look at someone and say, wow, like, I really don't agree with them, but they're also an, a fellow human being. You know, I don't know what's happening in their life. I don't know what's caused them to think this way or that way, but I can approach them as a person. Um, right. And I mean, that's, 
there are people in this world who are, you know, hateful and, you know, maybe, maybe way, way past the point of being able to find that common ground. But by and large, most people, you know, if you approach with kindness, with grace, with empathy, um, and, and lead with values, a lot of times you can find common ground. And a lot of times, like, the world isn't as I think black and white as far as politics as like traditional media wants us to think. Like it's not all or nothing for most people. You know, it's by design, actually. I mean, if we can keep people in cast, then the people on top can always get what they want. Um, interestingly, uh, talking about you can always approach people without using the keywords. I, I always tell the story about being in a Starbucks and speaking to a, a woman who had insurance issues, staunch Republican. I live in a staunch Republican area. And we started talking. And I yes, I was giving her leading questions or leading statements. But by the end of the discussion, everything that she said she wanted was Medicare for all. And I felt guilty as hell. And I'm like, you know, um, first of all, I'm a left wing progressive. And uh, I what you just described was was uh, Medicare for all. And she looked at me and she turned red face and looked at me with horror and then said, but you're so nice. It's amazing <laughs> that what happens is there's a caricature that's made of progressives too often. And in doing so, uh, people have their guards up. So when you state that you keep some keywords out of there, that's the magic I think so often that actually works, you know? Yeah. And there's caricatures on both sides. I mean, I, there are people right. who I, you know, I, I love dearly who are, you know, part of my childhood, you know, friend group or part of my family who, you know, are very conservative and like, I still like one of my dearest friends is is very conservative, but she actually will call me sometimes and she'll be like, Mary, I really want to know what you think about this issue. And and she listens and she's like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't see it from that perspective. And but she might push back and that's OK. And then, I, you know, I'll counter that with my thoughts. And, and like we end up having really great discussions because we come into the conversation with respect. Um, and so I think, you know, that's that's to me, that's been the best way to approach it is, and there have been people that I've, I've, you know, not that that's my mission, but like, I have changed some people's minds about issues, just by approaching it and saying, well, you know, this is this is my approach and kind of why I believe this way. And a lot of times people will say, okay, well, I never, I never thought about it that way, but I agree with you. And, you know, I think if we would just take some of the, you know, hyper-partisanship out of it, um, we probably would would be all all be a lot happier. <laughs> I mean, you nailed it this morning on my KPFT show at, on uh, Pacifica Network. This guy called in and he was ready to attack uh, attack on the things that I was talking about. And when we st I, first of all, I showed him as he attacks, I showed respect. I I never get mad at anybody. You can call me anything and it's, it'll be fine. And I told him, uh, you know, we started going over and I asked him a few questions. And by the end of the discussion, he uh, it ended. It didn't end with him saying uh, you're full of it. It ended with it saying you give me a lot to study. Mm -hmm. And that you know some some other progressives called in, and I said, wait, don't get on this guy's case. I mean, look at how we left the conversation. At least mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and take a look at that. And if you're on fact, hey, you're fine. But anyhow, Mary, you are you you are pretty much in charge of a lot of our the communications that go out for Netroots Nation, uh, that organization that brings all progressives from around the country, the largest one in in in, in the world. 
Um, why don't you uh, tell me a little bit about what Netroots Nation is about? What's the goal of having an organization that have conferences every year to sort of uh, promote progressive values? Yeah, well, a lot of the people who attend Netroots Nation work online um, and they collaborate with other people that don't always get FaceTime. So really, our goal is to provide a forum for folks around the country to be able to come together to learn, to share stories, to get training, to network, and to have fun. Um, you know, there's really um, a, a lot of uh, a lot of cool like connections that happen at Netroots Nation, as you know, um, mm-hmm. as a longtime attendee. Like we have had people who have said, "My organization got started with an idea at Netroots Nation." You know, that came out of a hallway conversation. We've had people say, "I decided to run for office," and then go on to run. And we have one woman who came, I think maybe 12 years ago, um, on a scholarship, decided to run for office. She got inspired to run for office and she's now, um, in her state legislature and has been for, I think eight or nine years now. Um, we've had people tell us they've met their life partners there. Um, you know, met other folks that they've collaborated with on campaigns, issue campaigns. Um, people have found jobs, So that's really at the crux of what we want to do. We want to provide a space for people to meet up. Um, If you're not super familiar with Netroots, um, it is three days of a whole lot of really amazing content. We have panels, we have training sessions, uh, keynotes, um, lots of social events. and, And the content really like encompasses almost every progressive issue out there. We'll have stuff on abortion access, on economic policy, on sort of 2022 campaign lessons, um, the importance of state legislatures. We'll have stuff that's more civic engagement. We'll have trainings for people who want to learn how, you know, to to get media for their organization or their issue. We'll have stuff that's more tech savvy. Um, So it's a really great place to come learn. get inspired, get some inspiration, get some connections, and then take that back to their, to their communities. I, it's an eight, look, I've been in it from the, from the time <laughs> it started when Marcus started a uh, daily coast and, it, and, and, and things came by now, interestingly, um, I, I'm there yearly on radio row. So for those that are listening right now, come on and, uh, get an interview. I, I do a minimum of 25 interviews, usually around 48 to 55. So, We'll 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 see how that runs this year, but it is it is the what you guys have put together. The leadership of the Netroots Nation Conference is a conference unlike no other, uh, and the camaraderie and the the not only learning but the social events at this conference mm-hmm. second to none. Uh, so uh, kudos to you and the team for uh, what you've done year after year after year. What's in store for Netroots Nation uh, 2023? And tell us about uh, when it's going to be, et cetera. So it's all happening July 13th through the 15th in Chicago at the Chicago Hilton. Um, We have 150 breakout sessions on tap, like I said, on every issue imaginable. Um, Trainings for people who are brand new to politics and folks who have been in the movement for a really long time. Um, We'll have one really amazing, inspiring keynote every day. Our opening keynote, we're going to have the new Chicago mayor, Brandon Johnson, kind of anchoring that. On Friday, we'll have um, a keynote that's going to be anchored by 
um, Justin Jones and Justin Pearson, two of the Tennessee three um, uh, folks. Um, and then on Saturday, we will have, I think it's nine members of Congress as part of that keynote. So um, we're going to have um, representatives, uh, Pramila Jayapal, Jan Schakowsky, Summer Lee, Greg Kazar, Maxwell Frost, Ilhan Omar, uh, Chuy Garcia, Delia Ramirez. Um, they'll all be there, um, like I said, along with Brandon Johnson. And then we've got just some other really great folks who are, you know, elected officials in other capacities. We'll have Attorney General Keith Ellison, uh, Rob Bonta from California, um, Illinois Attorney General Raul, um, Michigan Lieutenant Governor Garland Gilchrist is going to be there. Um, folks who lead amazing organizations, Marcos from Daily Coast, Maurice Mitchell from Working Families Party. Um, Tim Wise, the brilliant activist and writer, Kimberly Crenshaw. Um, so there's just some really amazing folks coming to share um, about their work and you know what's happening in, in the area of politics they work in. Well, it's going to be a great conference. I, I want to just put a, a quick number out there to those that are listening to us. Again, this is a progressive conference. And for those who don't know, this country is a progressive country by values. When you ask people what they want, the values that they expound are that of progressive. So this is a very important conference that covers all that America say that they want. Um, my last question is always the same. What would you have liked me to ask you that I didn't? Well, I think we covered a lot of things. I do want to say um, one thing that makes Netroots unique from other like business conferences or corporate conferences you might go to is that it is just a ton of fun. Um, people, our attendees come from all 50 states. And actually, we have international attendees who come every year. Um, we have attendees who are teenagers. We have attendees who are, you know, in their 70s and 80s, um, come from all walks of life. And one of my favorite things to do is just walk the hallways, pop into the exhibit hall and just listen to the conversations because you hear people saying, oh, well, you're from my hometown. I'm really passionate about this issue. And you hear people matching up ideas and, and brainstorming with one another. And then we also have, as you note, some really fun social events. We have an annual karaoke event that is um, yes. <laughs> super fun, a pub quiz that's been going for 18 years now. Um, lots of, you know, happy hours and, and, you know, different places where you can connect. Someone last year told me that they described Netroots Nation as progressive summer camp um, or summer camp for people who love politics. And I think that's a good description, yes, right? That is. Um, it definitely someone is. else said it's like drinking from a fire hose. Um, and I said, yeah, it kind <laughs> of is. there's so much content that it's almost a little yeah. overwhelming to figure out what to go to. But I promise you, if you come, you'll find someone um, to connect with, you'll, you'll find someone either, you know, passionate about an issue that you're passionate about someone from your area, um, someone from your walk of life. So, um, it's a really great event. Um, I tell people don't ever say Netroots Nation is not for you because th there, there's something for everyone on the agenda. Um, and anyone can attend. Uh, we have tickets that start, um, we have a very low youth rate that starts at, um, I think it's a little under a hundred dollars. Um, we have an activist rate for folks who aren't, you know, going on behalf of their organization. Um, 
And then we also have scholarships. So if you need a scholarship, um, if you go on our website, there's a link to apply for a scholarship. We don't want price to ever, you know, keep anyone out. Um, but, you know, everyone is welcome and, and we would love to see you there. Mary Rickles, Director of Communications and Politics for Netroots Nation, the largest annual conference for progressives in America. Thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right. Thanks for having me. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.